Welcome back to another week of instigating with Clarky and Drury brought to you as always by our friends at cool bet Canada, the list will squash courts, list will vision care and see the game. Ryan Drury here along with Clarky, the NHL trade deadline has come and gone for another year and to dig into that. And of course, their beloved Maple Leafs, Clarky, and our guests. We are very pleased to be joined by our friend. You know him from the Steve Dangle podcast, the Steve Dangle podcast network, and all of his contributions on Sportsnet, including Daggett's. Sounds like a start of me. (laughs) (laughs) Daggett's dropped today. Gosh darn it. That's a good plug. Absolutely, my friend. I love watching the dang it's they're one of my favorite things. And we're going to dig into a major one for the league and one Vegas Golden Knights. But first, let's start with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Deadline day is come and gone. Like I said, Maple Leafs getting involved. Mark Giordano, of course, not on deadline day, but they acquire him over the past weekend. A solid defensive upgrade there for them. He's a, a Toronto guy, passionate about the team, happy to be back home. Overall, Steve, if you could give a letter grade to your Toronto Maple Leafs and what they did or maybe didn't do at the deadline, what would you say? Hmm. I think I would give what they did and what they didn't do the same grade, mm-hmm. which is a B plus. Um, they listen, they got better at every position. Um, well, okay. They got better at forward. They got better on D. And I mean, Okay, so this is all literally true. They got better at forward, they got better on D, and they're heading into the playoffs with an all-star goalie. Everything's fine, right? right? It's uh, just because something is uh, true doesn't mean it is. Um, I, but, but the reason I give them a good grade for what they didn't do is outside of getting Marc-Andre Fleury, I'm not really sure what they, what they could have done. I don't know what teams were asking for. I got to say I'm surprised James Reimer didn't move. And I, I was still holding out hope uh, for that. I was definitely holding out hope that someone would uh, grab Peter Morazic off waivers. And then he was fine uh, against the New Jersey Devils the other night. So um, if, if the goaltending returns the form, there's no reason to think this team can't at least go up against uh, any team in their division. But gosh, it's such a good division. It is a good division for sure. And okay, let's get to Giordano a little bit. You talk, you brought up goaltending. Let's let's stick with the goaltending. Do you think the guys they have now can carry the torch and, and make a run? I mean, we saw Jack Campbell in a calendar year, I guess, be pretty spectacular. And as you said, he made it to the All-Star game. He lost his confidence. Do you think he can get it back? Because I don't think Mrazek uh, is the answer. No, I don't. I don't think Morazic's the answer. I mean, uh, Clarky, it's it's great to say this in front of a goalie. Finally, does he know where his posts are or what? <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. When I watch him, I'm like watching myself. <laughs> I'm like lost in the net too. I'm like all over the place. I'm way out on a two on one. I can't move laterally. Yeah, it's kind of like what's going on. They need to rope. You know the that little goaltending uh, training when you put a rope yeah. around him and you, that's what he needs. I was I thinking think. a bungee cord. Yeah, uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah it would, it would have done him so yeah. well. What? Why not yeah. both? Yeah. Um, listen, uh, Shelgren looks fine. I don't know if he's going to carry them to the promised land or anything. It really all lies with Jack Campbell, and he doesn't need to give them superhuman goaltending. Like mm-hmm. uh, th- that's not what the Leafs need, and it's not even what they're asking for. Right. I think they're asking for um, give the team every game one or two saves they don't necessarily deserve, and don't let in any stupid ones. Mm-hmm. And for about the Freddie last Anderson. six weeks, oh my god! Like, talk about it, right? Like, you know, that's... like Freddie's having a great year, right? He's having a great year. He had a great year with the Leafs. Then what happened in the playoffs? Oh, one under his arm. Oh, yep. one, you know, in the seven hole. Anyway, very, continue. very porous, uh, if if you will. But that's all Jack Campbell has to do. Like, uh, they're not going to outduel Tampa in net. If they play them, they have the best goalie in the league. So that's kind of tough. But if he returns to form and they go up against Florida, well, Florida's a little suspect in that. What if they go Absolutely. up against, you know, Boston? Um, they've had a good goaltending situation, but they've been patchy at times too. And mm-hmm. Matthews is this, you know, world eater right now. They they literally need league average goaltending and they should be competitive. Yeah, like a 9.05 save percentage, right? Like nine, a little bit more than nine out of every 10 shots, maybe a little higher, maybe 9.10. But like, they don't have to be Shesterkin. 
right? No. Like, can you imagine them with a Shesterkin? They would be unbeatable for sure. But a hundred percent. You know, uh, and Shelgren. Hey, I thought he played pretty well. I thought he That's would fine. look pretty confident. He's not a kid. What, twenty six years old? I think. Um, Almost five. Yeah, twenty five. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So anyway, he's know. not. He's not nineteen or twenty. That's my point. What right. did you think about them trying to sign Harry Sateri and having Phoenix of all teams steal him on him? Well, so I, I caused a bit of a kerfuffle uh, on Twitter because so the over the last so many years, I don't remember the exact time frame, but the team with the second highest number of players claimed off waivers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has lost six players to waivers. The Leafs have lost 12. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah. So what is it? I actually had someone tell me, someone who I trust, tell me that it's a bit. NHL GMs do it because they think it's hilarious. So do the Arizona Coyotes look at Hari Sateri and go, this guy can make us better? Um, you know, do they l- look at him and go, oh, he can help us compete and he can win us some games? Since when are the Arizona Coyotes in the business of winning hockey games? Right. They don't care. They, they should be losing. They should be losing. This dude, they got to change this rule. Because uh, people are talking to me about some guy named Rootsalainen with the Gretzky era Oilers like I care. I'm 34. I don't know this human being. That was forever ago. So Hari Sateri signs a contract with Toronto Maple Leafs on it. And then 24 hours later, he's got to go to Arizona after spending... 70, uh, somewhere, I heard somewhere between 70000 and $200,000 to buy himself out of a, uh, off a team in a literal, like, war zone, basically. <laughs> but and but I, I don't get to go to the team that I signed with. What? I know. If, if the NHL is interested in attracting the best players in the world to play in their league, mm-hmm. what is this rule doing there? What is this rule? Do- like, people are acting like this happens all the time. It doesn't. This mm-hmm. it was a perfect scenario. Under under normal circumstances, Harry Sateri would have never been available. He's under contract with the KHL team, and the KHL would still be going on right now. They'd be about to head into the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. But it was a unique scenario, so I'm not sure who this rule is protecting exactly. So NHL GMs are doing this just to screw with the Leafs because I, I think as uh, as 32 Thought said, there were something like half a dozen claims. On Hari Sateri. Get lost. <laughs> it it is bizarre, and I agree they should change the rule because it uh, again, like you said, I mean, can't put it any more plainly. I, I really don't know who it protects. And a guy, especially in his instance, has a right, in my opinion, as a veteran hockey player to sign a deal and come over here. Finally, let's keep in mind this guy's 32 years old, and you know. He would not have signed that deal. Nobody's going to convince me that Sateri would have signed no. a deal with. Well, he could have the day before Coyote, with Coyotes' letterhead on it. Like, there's not a chance. Right. Nobody right. is going to be signing deals with the Coyotes' no. letterhead on it come a year. So it, it's just a stupid rule. And yeah, I'm not surprised the teams do it to the Leafs because they're the Leafs, and it, it's just goofy. But I really wish that they would change the rule really what it is. And I'm glad you bring up Arizona. Like they, this just another goofy tool that Gary Bettman's NHL has built in to let bottom feeder teams at the top of the waiver wire grab guys that they shouldn't really have any right to. It's just bizarre, Steve. Yeah. I I totally understand the purpose uh, of regular waivers. Yes. You know, uh, sure. you, you you want players to make an NHL salary and it's an opportunity to avoid it. So the Leafs put you on waivers. You're going to, yeah. you know, you make 700 grand. You're going to go to the minors and make 70. Oh, guess what? The San Jose Sharks are willing to give you a roster spot and an NHL salary. I totally get that. Who on earth does this rule help? It doesn't make any sense. It helps. Mm-hmm. It helps bad teams that no one wants to play for. If, if Hari Sateri wanted to play in Arizona, he could have signed a contract with him. He didn't. So what's, what is it? What's, I, what's the big deal here? You're, you're barking up the right tree. Cause like yeah, the Kucherov I, rule that now they're going to look at with the salary cap going into uh, the playoffs. Uh, apparently I heard today, they're going to look at that rule. 
Yeah, um, so forward, lovely, right? Yeah, lovely. exactly. Yeah. I'm curious about that. Uh, Steve, glad you brought that up, Clark. Yeah, there's news that the GM meetings, obviously they're going to happen next week. They're considering putting on the table, having the salary cap still be in effect in the playoffs. I don't love the rule. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that that's a good thing to do. Me personally, I think the salary cap has been an extremely restrictive process, not only on player salaries, but also um, for teams like the Leafs or the Bruins or the Rangers that would spend money. Uh, I think that it has helped and you could argue not really helped teams like Arizona and Carolina and Florida to a degree. They're good now, but I mean, it, it took forever. Uh, I don't like this, your opinion on the rule and what they should do with this in terms of it being in effect in the playoffs. I don't like it. Um, I mean, they have to take a, a look at the salary cap, but I, I don't think this is the way to do it um, at all because ultimately what is the salary cap there for? Oh, it's there for parity. Shut up. No, it's not. It's there to protect NHL teams from themselves. It's there to uh, prevent them uh, from spending too much money, right? Um, so uh, they, they got to – all these teams – Toronto rule. And so Toronto will win the cup. We know it. But now all these teams are spending into the 90s or yeah, the 85s yeah. uh, and everything, and now – we like what what really bothered me I'll, I'll give you an example um from a few weeks ago or last week is we looked at uh florida panthers highlights and aaron ekblad gets hurt and for a brief moment the hockey world went that's horrible for aaron ekblad i hope he's okay this guy has rotten luck and then five seconds later we're all like how could this help the Florida Panthers? And immediately the Panthers are like, oh, this could work out in our favor. And they're working the phones. I heard they were out trying to get Andrew Kopp. They they got, they got managed to get like two of the biggest fish, uh, arguably the biggest fish on defense and the biggest fish up front uh, in, in Claude Giroux and, and Ben Sherratt. And they, they got some other guys. Um, but I mean, what, what I would like to see gone uh, if, if they want to, uh, add a, a nice little change to the salary cap. Stop. M make it so that you can't trade ghosts. Why were we talking about the possibility of Shea Weber getting dealt? Why did Brian Little um, go to the Arizona Coyotes? Like, how many ghosts can that non-franchise get? How many? Datsuk. Pronger, I think at one point did did they get Mark Savard? I can't remember. And and now they're yeah. up to Brian Little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Get out of here. It's it's how is this not money laundering? <laughs> like, oh yeah, the cap is there for parody. Guys, it's a scam. It's a scam. It is a scam. And I I hate that, yeah, Arizona, they are a non-franchise. I mean, Clarky knows they're they're my least favorite existing sports team. I don't understand why they exist. They're they're a get out of jail free card for richer teams. It it's goofy. Um, and it's bizarre to me too. You know, I was on with our friend Dwayne from Trainwreck Sports on Monday on their trade deadline show, and we were talking about, you know, that I, I love that people call it the Kucherov rule. Because if you'll remember, this all started in 2015 with the Blackhawks. They should be calling mm -hmm. it the Patrick Kane rule. Mm -hmm. The Tampa mm -hmm. Bay Lightning lost to the Chicago Blackhawks in that Stanley Cup final. Ben Bishop was still their goalie back then. And Imagine they never that. forgot it, did they? And they never forgot it. You're right. Because that summer, leading into that playoffs, Kane gets hurt. He's back healthy game one of the playoffs. It allowed them the space to acquire Anton Vermette and somebody else whose name is escaping me. But two players who impacted their lineup. They win the cup. That summer at the GM meetings, Tampa Bay brought on the table. They were like, do we want to allow stuff like this to be possible? And they put on the table a proposal. I heard from numerous people in the league, a cap essentially on how much LTIR you could stash and let it still affect your salary cap. And all the other GMs, all of them voted no. And so Tampa went, okay. Yeah. Well, and then when Kucherov, who was legitimately hurt, I'm never going to say a guy wasn't hurt. Mm -hmm. was, it, was it as bad as it as they made it sound? I don't know. I really don't. But they went, 
hmm, remember that one time? Mm-hmm. And they did it. And now everybody goes, well, Tampa Bay, Kutra, they're, they're evil. We don't, we don't like those dastardly Tampa Bayans, you know? And number it's like, one, number one BS. Hey, guys, <laughs> like, remember? Like, it's no. the, the NHL needs member berries, honestly, for our South Park fans. <laughs> Ridiculous. Remember yes. the Blackhawks? Like, I it's so <laughs> Pepperidge Farms remembers. Yeah. It's so stupid to me. Um, and now we see it again with this Yevgeny Dadnov thing with the Golden Knights. This, that is the dang it of the year, isn't it, Steve? Isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever seen? Like, my kingdom for a league. <laughs> Seriously, act like a league. Like, there's billions of dollars at stake. All these teams are worth millions and millions and millions. And they, like people forget uh, Vegas has like, so there's cat friendly who rules the world before that it was general fanager. And that guy works for Vegas. Remember that? I know him and I like him and I can't imagine he was consulted uh, with this. And you know, there's this broken telephone and, Oh, the senators didn't tell us about the list. And like, it's literally the three stooges. It's, it's so ridiculous. And in the middle of it all, there's Evgeny Dadnov, who's going to speak tonight, uh, supposedly, and Lord knows what he's going to say. The Vegas Golden Knights have to make a deal basically to activate anyone from their team off LTIR and their options appear to be, don't do that and be bad and miss the playoffs or make a trade in which you have none of the leverage. You have a very limited pool of maybe a dozen teams you can trade with, and they're going to ask for the sun and the moon because they deserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know what's going to go on here. And also, uh, poor John Moore. Uh, John Moore uh, was involved in this trade. He was dealt twice, I think, in 48 hours. And the second one uh, got nixed. So people talk about Dadnov having to stay with this team uh, who he knows doesn't want him. Uh, same with John Moore. Mm-hmm. Same with John Moore, who's who's like, is anyone more of a suitcase in the NHL this year? It's like, it's got to be him and Michael Delzato. He's, he's played for a thousand uh, different teams. I don't know how this ends, um, but it ain't going to be in Vegas. It's extremely bizarre. And yeah, again, I, I just, it, it's... The second I saw that where the first tweets were coming out that there might be a problem because some someone wasn't aware of this no trade team list, which like is so that I immediately thought I said out loud, this is so NHL. Oh, yeah. It's the most NHL crap that ever NHL. It's so stupid. Like, I can't believe I remember a couple of years ago and tons of people were tweeting this quote out. You'll remember Gary Bettman when he gave his goofy state of the league address at the all-star game a couple of years ago, somebody asked him why there isn't a page on the NHL website that has cap information. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing loosely here, fans aren't interested in cap hits They're more concerned with what's going on on the ice. I think cap friendly gets an average of 30,000 page visits a day, something like that. And that's on a slow day on Monday. They had over 2 million. No one's interested, Gary. And, and a, a website that is not affiliated with the league has more information than the league. What's happening? And Gary, Gary Bettman and like listening to him talk, it, it, it makes me think existential things. Like how much, how much money is enough? Like Gary, you make 8 million bucks and you've been doing this for 30 years. You have enough money, retire. Please stop. Please stop for your sake and everyone else's sake. Stop. Shut up. In the hall of fame. Here's my question. Here's my question. Do the other teams have access to every little bit of information that cat friendly gets. And if they do, um, because you hear all the time that the teams use this site too, right? Yeah. So, so the league probably, I'm just, I'm looking at it from the little commissioner's point of view. Sure. He probably doesn't want 
the league to do the homework of the teams. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was on the yeah. league site, then the Toronto Maple Leafs could get information from the Montreal Canadiens that maybe they shouldn't, they should try to get on their own. That's the only thing I can see, but maybe Bettman should have said that instead of trying to lie again, like he always does. But anyway. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things that should, it should be common sense. Mm-hmm. Check with the player you are trading. That, oh yeah. Sure that, absolutely. It should be common sense. A lot of things should be common sense, yeah. but we're too dumb. Like we're too dumb. We, maybe we evolved too fast. Uh, we got out of the caves too quickly and we thought we were smarter than we are. And we're just too dumb mm-hmm. and we need these fail safes because we're too dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it'll be very interesting to see if they go with this, uh, or not. And like, I mean, the, the teams do need some kind of self-governance, but like Dodonov's agent, for example, I knew for weeks that they were trying to shop Dodonov. We all did. It was public. They never spoke to his agent once, <laughs> right? They've got two golden knights. Uh, that that agent as clients never thought to even pick up the phone you can it is 2022 you can talk to anybody in the world like that rapid fire unless the agent was sitting back thinking he's dumb you know what oh <laughs> right well i mean i hope they trade he doesn't want to leave this, i mean his client his client for the next month five weeks uh, might get paid to sit at home and do nothing Mm-hmm. Um, it's entirely possible. So the, the one good thing that came out of all of this is I learned about a rule that I didn't know about, um, which is, so I thought if a player was traded after the trade deadline, they weren't allowed to play in the playoffs, but they could play for the rest of the regular season. That's right. not true. That's right. They can't. So, mm-hmm. so the Leafs acquired someone yesterday. Yes. So that's, that's a I'm minor glad. league deal. So uh, what was it? The Leafs got future considerations in exchange for Brennan Minnell, who they sent to the Philadelphia Flyers. So Minnell will be ineligible to play for the Flyers, but um, he can play for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And yeah. that's that's what he was going for. He couldn't get into yeah. the Marlies lineup. They'll right. play for the Phantoms, but the Flyers can't call him up, even though he's Flyers' okay. property. Okay. I know. Yeah. It's very... Because in baseball... You can make a deal after, but you're not eligible for the playoffs. You can play in your team. The non-waiver so, trade deadline, yeah, which yeah. they're discussing getting rid of, which I think they should. Trade a guy yeah. or don't trade him. Right, right. exactly. You have so all this time. There's, there's a so, deadline. Nothing I, after that. What I, I, I don't understand. What it. do you think deadline means? Like, exactly. <laughs> it's like exactly. when your science teacher would be like, listen, like you can still hand in your late assignment, but you're getting a 70%. Like It's like... You know, yeah. this is supposed to be a professional league. Like July 31st, as far as I know, shows up on everybody's calendar. Like you don't mm-hmm. set reminders on your iPhone. I don't know. Like it, yeah. it's stupid to me. Steve, I okay. want to ask you, let's put the calculators away as Clarky's dogs explode. The Clarky's dogs are mad at Gary Bettman. I, should I, be. I, I want yeah, they should. I want to ask you just uh quickly as well as we get back to the deadline. Uh, some winners and losers, teams that stuck out to you. Um, obviously, Minnesota, of course, the big fish in Marc-Andre Fleury. Who are some teams that stuck out to you that definitely got better and are, are winners at the trade deadline and, and some teams that maybe you thought, hmm, I, don't, I didn't think they did a good job? Um, I, I actually really liked the deadline that the Rangers had. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they I, – I like – teams that don't necessarily add star power um but they become more of what they're trying to be and i think the rangers definitely became more of what they're trying to be um you know tenacious annoying um just kind of playoff heavy and i think you know a guy like andrew cop um helps them do that uh calgary had an underrated deadline because they did most of their work ahead of time yarden croak's a good little player to foley can score um ryan carpenters i mean does does that not scream daryl sutter and sean uh, monahan may be a healthy scratch i heard tonight wow really yeah, that's what i'm hearing out of calgary he is he is lost man and he's had yeah. a lot of injuries but yeah he's lost i've heard he's he's battling some injuries it's and i mean it it kind of shows you know a changing of the guard because i've been i've mm-hmm. been talking about 
Sean Monahan for years in that he's a good center, but I don't think he's a number one. And Elias Lindholm has this huge coming out party. He's unreal, super underrated player, but uh, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately for Monaghan, I mean, it could just be one game. Could just be one. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But still, Um, I think underwhelming deadline. I'm going to say Seattle. Um, they, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at their cap friendly page. They have an ocean of picks 30, with, isn't it? It's so many, Over they got 30 in the lot next three years. Yeah. They only have one first in right. each of the next three, but they have yeah. four seconds. And yeah. then the next year they got three seconds. They got a, a few mm-hmm. thirds, three fourths for two straight years. That's a lot of numbers, but they're not rebuilding. They are building. So right. those draft picks unless traded for players are going to be years away from even sort of affecting um, the product on the ice. And like, Mm -hmm. how much do you trust them to go out and sign guys? I mean, they signed Adam Larson to that big extension. They're talking about trading them. They signed Jamie Alexiak to that big extension. They're talking about trading them. They signed Philip Grubauer to big money is one of the biggest financial disasters of this past summer. Um, so it's, it's good that they got picks, but I, I don't think that's enough. I just don't think that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to, uh, you need to sell hockey in Seattle and you can't do that with a garbage product. And I know this is maybe, I, I, I say Seattle's an old school expansion team in that they suck. Um, you know, Vegas, Vegas sort of made uh, unrealistic expectations for everyone, but you gotta be sort of competitive for crying out loud and they're not even close no let's let's stay on the, seattle let's talk about the guy that the leafs got mark giordano um what did you first of all what did you think of the trade and then secondly how do you think he looked last night in his first game against the devils well i think the whole team looked weird because they were wearing black i loved uh, it actually i like well, it yeah so that's the first like third sweater i've liked to be honest i with thought you. it was good yeah i liked I, it it was better I, than the t arenas i at the aretinas yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it yeah. hey I got I have an Aretna's jersey I, there you I go. love the Aretna's but yeah. uh, no this jersey I, I liked it for what it was but it was uh, a jarring experience it was like <laughs> you know how um, you watch a team enough you can tell uh, you can tell who the players are without seeing the number or yep. their, their face yep. or anything Yeah. Um, it took me a moment to get adjusted yesterday it was like watching every Leafs shadow I'm like, oh, that's Alex Kerfoot shadow, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. That's sort of how it was. Yeah. I thought Giordano was good. I liked the um, the veteran benefit of the doubt where he didn't get the penalty. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've that's only the second time I've ever seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he was uh, he was confident. Like he wasn't just trying to have a simple game. He was bossing Timothy Lilligren around, which I liked. He was going for stretch passes. That's that's a that's a bold brash guy i like that and and as for the deal um the leafs didn't give up matthew nice was i i was waking up you know in cold sweats in the middle of the night thinking this team was going to trade that guy um and they didn't trade another first round pick mm-hmm. and they got better they got mm-hmm. better so like to me that's a super successful deadline you didn't give up anything yeah cared too much about and you addressed uh some major concerns so i think I- they did really well I'm kind of convinced that Giordano said, if I'm going to be traded, I want to go to Toronto. And that was the their, rumor. And then yeah. their hands were tied. But uh, yeah, I think they made out well. And the thing I, I thought last night is he was a calming influence on the game. And that's what they need. They need a guy in the last minute of play to be a little calming, um, get the job done. Uh, I thought he was good. And when, you know, Dubas takes a lot of heat in this town um, for the defense and everything else. And But you look at the D when he started and the D now, He's done a pretty good job, I think. And, you know, again, if they had a really good goalie, they would be really good. Um, but I think they're better than they were. And they're top five team in the NHL. They're not that bad. Remember the good old days, Dangle? Oh, my gosh. Don't you dare call them that. I mean, <laughs> Clarky, I used to, uh, you know, when I when I started at Leafs TV, I told people my job is, uh, oh, yeah, I, I cut Leafs highlights. And uh, by the end of this, my first season, I was like, no, I cut highlights for the teams that play the Leafs. <laughs> right. so I cut highlights for, I, man, I think I, I did a game and I want to say it was 
was it the season Ovechkin scored like 65? Oh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> so there's there's some beatings I I still mm-hmm. I still remember. I, I uh, how would you like you know, to produce a two hour post game show after those games? Oh, <laughs> it's not well, fun. That's uh, you know we yeah. saw a lot of ups and downs there because in 2001, the first year of Leafs TV, they made it to the conference final. Yes, they did. Right, and it was like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, but then things turned. But well, at least you got the the one good year out of it. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Things have things have turned around for them, Steve. I I also want to ask you. I know, like you're the most diehard Leaf fan out there, but Excuse I me. love listening to your show just for all of the other stuff you guys touch on, right? And yeah, Clarky, you're pretty passionate too. You got the tattoo and everything. We understand. Oh, there's the, there's the tattoo. There it is. I like it. Um, I want to ask you a little bit. We've we've ragged on them a little bit already. Just the Arizona Coyotes. I don't know if you've seen the latest piece that the Athletic put up, Katie J. Strang and a bunch of other contributors about this new arena. I like. I can't. I. I. I can't take it anymore. Like, what are we doing? We're we're gonna allow a team in a major league like this. Like, it feels like the movie Major League. Like. It's outrageous right now. Like it's slap shot. We're going to Florida. Like what's happening right now? I can't believe that they're going to allow this to happen. And Bettman made a claim. The stupidest thing I took away from the story, if you haven't read it, Bettman claimed that they could actually potentially make more money in this 5,000 seat arena at Arizona state uh, than they do now. And a I, guy did the math. A guy did the math. Mm-hmm. They they take in I think roughly eight hundred fifty thousand in annual gate revenue per game in Arizona, which is horrific. It's obviously bottom of the league. In I order see, even to, that, I'm skeptical. In order to top that, we're talking just like regular gate revenue. In order mm-hmm. to top that, they would have to sell out every single five thousand seat home date, and they would have to triple ticket prices in order to just beat that i can't take it anymore man so they're actually pricing their fans out of the experience um by doing this but i always cut people off when they when they say five thousand seat arena no it is not no it is not five thousand seats they still need dressing rooms it is less it's less than four thousand there there are we we looked it up uh, on the podcast, and I was trying to find um, how many CHL teams um, got more, uh, got a higher attendance per game than whatever it was, 3,600. And the answer I came up with was eight. And then I looked at the list a little closer and I went, oh, this is the CHL, but it's the Central Hockey League. And those teams drew more than 3,600, and, and one of the teams in that league was Arizona. <laughs> oh, no. Shambolic. <laughs> like, th- this is the, the, the thing with, like, listen, humans make mistakes and everything, and every league has drama. The NBA's drama is, like, tabloidy. And, oh, can you believe that this guy said this or that this happened and check out this meme? <laughs> NHL drama is just pure ineptitude. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've heard some encouraging things. Uh, like, listen, we can't pretend like over the last quarter century, there hasn't, there haven't been strides in hockey in the Arizona region. There, there have been in, in very in high tr- youth hockey participation right now, like high youth high. hockey participation, Austin Matthews, Matthew Nyes as well. Sean yep. Couturier was born there. I don't know how long he was raised there. Um, but the question I ask is how much better would it be if the Arizona coyotes weren't run worse than the banana stand from arrested development? They there, there, there is potential for the building in Tempe to be good. That's four years from now. And it's not even guaranteed to start. They haven't approved anything. They haven't even done an EA. Forget shovels in the ground. There aren't pens on paper. So, so, so in order to do that, which may years in the future prove to be a venture worth doing, they still have to eat garbage from the trough 
for three or four seasons in this non-factor broom closet of a building. And I'm sure it'll be fun. I, I, I think as a fan experience, it'll be cool. Um, but as an NHL player, I think it's going to be a nightmare. And, and consider this. I don't know. Like I went to Ryerson and Ryerson's a big commuter school. I don't know how ASU works in that regard, but how it's likely going to work next season, because they still have to do renovations on that building. Um, the Coyotes will be able to use that building as their home arena at some time in December when a big chunk of the students go home. When they go home for winter break. Oh, it's shambolic. It's, Listen, I hope it's a cool experience, and, and I hope they fill the place, but it ain't going to make any money. I saw one thing in the story that made me laugh out loud, too, was that they were talking just about – because they had all anonymous sources. They had a couple anonymous NHL scouts and GMs, a couple anonymous players. I bet Brad Marchand was probably one of them, and uh, a few other people in the league. And uh, one of their own staffers said – the, the tagline on the article is, Everybody is going to be laughing at us. And that was from one of their staffers. And they were talking about just how this might operate. Because Arizona State, I don't know that people know this, the university team, they get priority of the building. It's mm -hmm. their building, right? And so they get priority on like home dates, advertising. They are the first class citizens here over an NHL team. And I, I saw in the article that they were saying in order to, uh, because th the dressing rooms might not be ready, shocker, you know, for, for NHL teams. Mm -hmm. They were talking about picking players up at the other side of the campus in their gear and, <laughs> go and golf carting them to the rink. In the only parts. Yeah, and imagine you're a player and you worked your whole life to get to that. Clayton point. Keller, he's getting golf carted to the, to the big NHL game. 41 times a year. Hello, doggo. Oh. Sandy's finally making an appearance. She hasn't been on in so long. Hey. Hey. Our, our unofficial mascot. There she is. <laughs> there she is. Uh, hey, okay, uh, this is it. Last question. Yes or no? That All that counts here. So if it's Florida, if it's Tampa, if it's Boston, maybe Carolina, maybe the Rangers. Will the Leafs win the first round of the playoffs this year? Ooh. One word. Yes. Yes. Okay. There we go. Okay. You I'm gotta happy. believe. You gotta believe they can beat any of those teams. They can. I know people, I know people would go on Tampa. Do you think they can beat Tampa? They've had some good course. games against Tampa the last. And they're ahead of them in the standings right now. Yeah, it's, it's been my answer every year since 2019. So. <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> we'll, and it's been a lot longer in 2019. I tell you that. Much. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> anyway, look at look at them. Look look at them. They the did. Caps. It. They did it. Yeah. Thanks. They, they did it. Look look at him. Yeah. Look, look at him. that. Yeah. Look I, at it. Look at it. That's yeah, the uh, first year of the yellow laces, I think. Ooh. Look at Quite it. Nice. Like yep, they did it. They did it. And you they didn't think did they could. Right. Anyone can. Yeah. And I, I, I thought that team was cooked. I really oh, did. Dude. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I'm sure good. you did too. Yeah. You want to talk to, ask Clarky sometime about some of the emotional meltdowns I had in his office when we worked together. Both you guys have. <laughs> no, never. Never. We're very emotionally stable. You didn't lose a laptop, Brian. You're all right. Oh, oh come God. on. I was talking Let about the that the other day with go. someone too. I I the it's the part of that story that makes me mad is I had a Nazem Kadri rookie card and a PK Subban rookie card in right. the bag. Right. And I'll never get those back. No. And they, someone they who read your book probably thinking. Oh my God! I stole Steve Dangle's laptop. They might, they might be worth more than the laptop. Now well, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not at the time. Worth, no, not at the time. No. Anyway. Hey, thanks today. Thanks.
Mr. Steve Dangle, man, we appreciate it. You're one of our favorites to have on. You're a friend of the show. He is on the Steve Dangle podcast, the Steve Dangle podcast network. There's a ton of great shows on there. Really, He's enjoying- instigating should get on there. Really, I really am enjoying Agent Provocateur. Al- Alan Walsh is a character, man. Uh, Chris Johnson has a show on that. Man, you guys are doing a great job over there. It's fantastic what you guys are pumping out. And, of course, you can see him a ton on Sportsnet as well. He is Steve Dangle. Thank you so much for doing this, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll take a quick break here on Instigating. When we come back, Clarky and I will give some final thoughts on the deadline and uh, wrap up a couple other crazy stories from sports, including a huge trade in the NFL, a couple huge trades. And, hey, the Jays made another trade. And soccer. We got to talk about soccer. Isn't Italy out? Oh, Italy's out and, like, Canada can get in. What's going on in the world? That's coming up next. I'm happy about one of those. Welcome back to Instigating with Clarky and Drury, brought to you by CoolBet, the Listful Squash Courts, Listful Vision Care, and our friends at See the Game. Ryan Drury back here with Clarky. Thanks so much to our buddy Steve Dangle, the Steve Dangle Podcast Network, Sportsnet, and of course, the Steve Dangle Podcast, the birth of all of it, right? He is a beauty, man. And uh, we've had Steve on a couple times now. And uh, we, all, we always, I always feel like we take up too much of his time, but he's just so much fun to talk to. And he, he seems to have fun with us. And he's I thought it was a quick 40 guys. minutes. It was that, a quick 40 to me, minutes. A quick 40 minutes is good radio or podcasting or whatever you want to call it. A hundred percent. Audio. Yes. Yes. We hope the viewers. Good and audio and video. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, uh, I wonder, Clarky, do you have any other uh, quick thoughts on the trade deadline? Maybe any surprises that didn't happen? Surprises no, I thought it was kind of quiet. I was at work. I wasn't was. like sprawled in a, in a trade deadline like I have been before. Um, I wasn't really expecting the Leafs to do anything. I really didn't think they were going to make a deal for a goaltender. Um, Nobody out there. They're going to live and die with what they have. And uh, no, I, I thought it was anticlimactic. I thought, uh, you know, like after the... Uh, after the Giordano trade on Sunday. Uh, and that, that has been uh, Kyle's, um, you know, uh, what he's done in the past. He hasn't really pulled the trigger. Like, I know the um, uh, Felino deal was the day before the trade deadline, too. So that's what he does. He likes to get it done early and, and then see if he can do any tinkering. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, I thought I was bored by it. I really was. Yeah, I kind of was, too. It, it was... Eh, it was lackluster. And I mean, like we talked about with Steve, the salary cap and the number of issues that come up with yeah. that. And I can't a, remember a hindrance on it. I can't so. remember who TSN had as like the top um, prospects to be traded. But when I looked at their list, I'm like, why am I watching this? Who cares about these guys who they had on their list? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think Flurry was number one on their list. But anyway. I don't think Flurry was number one simply because he had been publicly saying that he wasn't really that open mm-hmm. to a deal. He mm-hmm. he didn't want to move. So yeah. uh, knowing yeah. what they knew, yeah, you know, and I, you know, Billy Garen, a former teammate of his, you know, keep yeah. in mind Stanley Cup champions in 09 yeah. together, he got in his ear and was like, Listen, we'll we'll figure this out for you. So mm-hmm. and and credit to Minnesota, like, you know, they they got their yeah. chips on the table because they are in a ton of trouble starting next year with the salary yep. cap. Randall Gritchick um, got traded today. Randall Gritchick is no longer a blue hay. He is gone as is half of his $10 million annual salary. <laughs> 10.5. Actually. You think there's more to this? I think there could be more to this. They free up a little bit of salary. Of course, they bring in a left-handed bat, Rymel Tapia, who has been a really solid little player for the he's uh, tall. He's not little. Rockies. Well, yeah, he's a big, tall, lanky guy. Good athleticism can maybe fill in for spring every now and again at center field. Mm-hmm. He's mostly a left fielder, though. He does have a bit of versatility out there. But the biggest thing for the Jays, he's cheaper than Randall Gritchick, and he's a left-handed hitter. And mm-hmm. he's a pretty good contact hitter. He's a career 280 hitter. Getting a guy like that that can come off the bench, pinch hit, runs really well. He's in the 81th percentile in terms of speed in the major league, in the major yeah. leagues. And um, talking about speed, did you watch the game yesterday against the Phillies at all? I only watched some of the highlights. So, I, I, okay. So I watched the game. And as I, again, I'm, I'm a casual Blue Jay fan. And they had a guy who, um, Probably won't see any action with the Jays this year. Tiny guy. His pants were about five sizes too big for him. But he got on with a walk and stole second and third, like, 
it wasn't even close. And I'm thinking, they, they need a guy like that. Like they need a guy late in innings who could they just put in to pinch run and steal. Remember when Dalton Pompey came up and he stole second and third and yeah. he couldn't be caught. And, you know, the Jays have won with speed before. And to just to see a guy turn a, a walk into a triple after two pitches, I'm like, yeah, I like this. I like baseball like this. This is what I like. I can't remember who that was. I don't know. Who I, wa- was. I watched the full Yankee game. I I yeah. I did not see the uh, the full Phillies game. I I don't know if that might have been Chavez Young. I'm not sure. Arelvis Martinez, by the way, a prospect showing really well in spring training. We will see him on the big league club uh, in spurts, I think, this year. But I mean, the Jays just continue rocking and rolling. And hey, the rumors are still out there that they're working hard at maybe acquiring Jose Ramirez. There's rumors that have come out that now the Cleveland Guardians are potentially looking to extend him, which is, you know, a little bizarre. But Randall Gritchick, a good soldier, made a little too much money based on his contributions. But I wouldn't be surprised going to the thin air in Denver if he has a really big year for the Rockies. He's going to be a consistent everyday player for them. Uh, He'll play probably 140 games plus if he's healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 30 home runs there in the thin air. He's got the pop, Clarky. Yeah, no, he does, and he'll be missed. And uh, I know Jenna Clark, well, for one, was upset. She didn't like that trade. Well, but I don't know. I'm not sure why. But sorry, I guess Jenna. She was the, I guess she was a Gritchick fan. But they re-signed team, Matt Chapman. This team, they yes, two years, two-year extension. And I was thinking about our bet, and I think it's like, are you sure you want this bet? Because I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the easiest bet I've ever won. You're referring to the bet that they break their attendance record? Yeah, they won't. Yeah, Correct. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with that. So you know they have to sell out every game, like Not they did in 1992. Yeah, because you said they're going to break the record. They averaged fifty thousand people in I think '93. Do they you know that? Yeah, okay. they can do it again. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, they can do okay. it again. Okay, good. Okay, good yeah. luck. Good luck. What do we have on this bet, by the way? Because I want to make it good now. It, well, I, I mean, we said, I think I just flippantly threw out a 12 pack of beer, but I mean, uh, like, I what we are we talking more. about here? I'm not made of money. I, I'm not like paying for a golf round. <laughs> so, okay. We'll leave it. At I'm that. not. Oh, we'll leave it at that. No problem. Yeah, can we just leave it at a, yeah, a poor, at a poor at man's that. briefcase? Yeah. You know? Can. Yep. Okay. No problem. Fair no enough. Problem. Clarky, I know you're a big NFL fan. Uh, some huge trades recently. Obviously, Deshaun Watson getting acquired by the Browns. Extremely controversial, given the civil suits that still stand against him and sign him to huge, huge money. Baker Mayfield likely on his way out. And then yesterday, Wednesday, we, were, we are recording this Thursday, March 24th, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you listening and watching. Wednesday earth-shattering trade the kansas city chiefs shipping number one target tyree kill to the miami dolphins for five draft picks pretty hefty movement and then they give him the richest wide receiver deal of all time 120 mil over four years 72.2 million guaranteed to that one gentleman and yet the oakland a's cannot spend more than 45 million on a payroll clark you always have to go back to your Oakland A's, eh? And, Are oh, they my Oakland A's? There, I hope not. I hope my... you've seen the light. Like, why, why even cheer they're for my... them? Like, you, you just like to like cheer for them because you like to hate on them. Yeah, it's like a vent. I think that's what it is. You know, I like, love. You look pretty my... blue jade today. Like, I don't I'm know what very... your hoodie is. I'm your, yeah. You got a hoodie. You got a blue jay hoodie and a blue jay hat on so like just forget about the, the oakland training. A's. let's not talk about them anymore hat. let's have a let's have an official burning of the oakland A's hat we're not doing that. show yeah no let's do it no i'm not burning my hat those hats are like 45 dollars clarky <laughs> i i'm True. not bur- True. I'm burning True. Those hats. i like billy bean i like the underdogness yeah. Yeah, well. of them like that everything is going against them and they still somehow yeah. manage Putting to their rise order. out of the ash yeah yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I, I love the movie, man. It's Moneyball was so cool. Mm-hmm. Have you read the book? I'll lend it to you. No, I saw it's the a, movie though. It's a really, really good book. You should read mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you have any other final thoughts on deadline or the Leafs no. going down the stretch here? No, I'm, I'm happy. I, I like I like the team going in. Um, Nineteen if, games. If they left. Can get some. Play, if they can get some goaltending, the team's going to be strong. That's all I can say. They're a strong team. They are a strong team. They're a strong team. And we'll see, you, how, um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, there's some hot goaltenders, and we know hot goaltenders going into the playoffs. Um, usually, uh, you know, they succeed, and their teams succeed. 
I know, you know, so we'll see. We'll just see what happens, you know? Going to be interesting down the stretch. I have to ask you one last thing. Are you going to get a Beaver reversible yes, jersey? I love it. Are you going to? I want one. I want. I one. actually really like them too. I mean, <laughs> I don't want one. Um, yeah, no, I, I I'm one. not a huge fan of like the Drew reversible side. No, no, no. I just like the black. I like seeing the team in black. I thought they I looked, actually. I really did. I thought they I, looked bigger. I did too. And and my friends on the Caps fan podcast, we talked about it because man, the Caps. They've played in a bunch of outdoor games. They have 700 jerseys over yeah, the last yeah. 10 yeah. years. Like at most other teams, I really, I'm a jersey snob. I really liked. Yeah, I like it too. Black. I like it I, too. What I really enjoyed was between the arm yeah, bars. The, that, the, like the, in, the skyline of Toronto. It almost looked like Paisley-ish from far away. And then yeah. when you get in close, even in the leaf, Mm-hmm. All those little designs. I, I love it. It was very. I love how they say Justin Bieber designed it. Give me a break. How do we know? Come he on. Didn't. Well, we don't know he didn't, but give me a break. Someone said, hey, what do you think of this? How do you Justin's know? like, yes, looks good. Okay, I designed it. Give me a break. How do we know anyway. that Biebs doesn't break out yeah. Adobe Illustrator? I'm going to go get Come some on. Tim Biebs, I think, tonight. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, spread the love. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you guys watching the show. Remember, Are we done? We did we didn't yeah. talk about soccer. Okay, we'll talk. Okay. Let's do this quickly. Like you gotta know I really want to talk about soccer. Which and I feel shamed for jumping the shark here, if you will, because you never want to talk about soccer. But as we record <laughs> I don't actually <laughs> as we record this, the Canadian men's national team is hopefully when people and we've heard this for four months. Is yes. this finally the day? If they beat Costa Rica, as we record this, now, yeah, yeah, they are 9:30. in the World Cup, and Italy okay, is finally, because I've heard this for four months now. Okay, if they good. don't win, they could get some help from other teams, and if that doesn't happen, they can clinch against Jamaica next week. So, will Hopefully, they win tonight? I think are they good enough? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good okay. Enough. No, okay. Alfonso Davies. They're still good enough to win. Okay, Canada, we're going. 1986, last time we were there. The, there we go. The only time we were and there. Italy won't be there. No Italiano. I don't know what's going on there. No bueno. No bueno. That's Spanish. Anyway, let's. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm very. That's enough soccer talk. I'm very worldly. You can watch this show Friday nights at eight, Sunday nights at nine on Whiteman TV channel six. Our friends on Whiteman producer Adam doing a great job as always. You can find this podcast on all the best podcast apps on your phone and computer. Follow us on social media at instigating pod. We appreciate you listening and watching. That's Clarky. I'm Drury. This has been instigating with Clarky and Drury. We'll be back next week.